Terry and Jesse show, two Catholics with a PhD in common sense. We're not right versus left, for we are right versus wrong. The month of February is dedicated to the Holy Family. Try to end your prayers by saying, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Save souls. Terry. Well said, Jesse. I'm back. I'm happy. And, uh, man, I'm just happy that we can be proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ here at Virgin Most Powerful. Today's show is going to be an outstanding show, Jess. Um, we have a, a couple things. We'll come, one is that U.S. trucker convoy announces journey from California to D.C. and demands an end to the COVID mandates. Uh, this is drawing uh, people all the way from what's being inspired by the Canadian truckers and what they did, and now it's going to take place. And it looks like I'll be hopefully being one of the speakers there. And, and then my assets will be, be frozen, Jesse. Sometimes some of the government will say, uh-huh. hey, Mr. Barber, you're supporting the wrong team. Get out of here. Uh, you know what? I, I, you know who I support? Truth. Team Jesus. Truth. Team Jesus. And yeah, what is well, that's true. Jesus. <clears throat> yep, that's right. Also, Jess, this is an amazing story. The CDC, right, Center of Disease Control, admits to hiding data at the risk of the efficacy of the COVID jab because it could be misinterpreted. And our good friend, Robert, Dr. Robert Malone, calls this scientific fraud. Wait till you hear about that. That, that just blew me away. And then, Jess, this is a sad story. We need to be praying for our leaders in our church. Top European cardinal church teaches on gay people no longer are correct. He's basically saying that that the Bible is wrong, I'm right, and shut up. Well, I won't shut up because I love him enough to pray for that man. For the last couple of weeks, ever since I heard this story, I'm praying for his conversion because I want to see him get to heaven. But I know, Jesse, that those who teach error objectively and they know that it's error— you know, their exit interview looks really bad from what I could tell from what the Bible says. That's right. But Jess, uh, also, this is a great feast day of the Feast of the Chair of St. Peter, the Apostle. And this is a, another time for us to be praying for the Holy Father, for Pope Francis. Last Friday, we, we gave our comments, Jess, when you were gone flying to the East Coast about Pope Francis is our Pope, whether you like it or not. We have to acknowledge yep. that and not be some kind of set of a contest or, you know, once you undermine all that, then you know, everything else goes out. So that's our position here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. But just before we get to these juicy, what I say, topics, also I want to mention Fulton Sheen's got one of the popes in the past on board with the train. And put your seatbelt on because what Pope Gregory the Sixteenth has to say applies to us today. But before we get into all of that, Let's get some soul food in, Jess. You, you got it, Terry. <laughs> Today, by the way, is the feast day. <clears throat> two thousand years, two thousand year history of the church. Uh, there's been two hundred and sixty six popes, beginning with Peter, and so this is a special day from the church. This is what separates us from Protestants. It's the chair of Peter. That's right. The office of Peter, the keys of Peter, <clears throat> and these are basically the promises of Jesus Christ. Because once again. Uh, this is an institution established by Christ. When Jesus went into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter said in reply, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus said to him in reply, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my heavenly Father. And so I say to you, you are Peter, the Aramaic word is Kepha, and upon this rock and upon this Kepha, again, Christ says it twice, yep. Kepha, Kepha, 
I will build my church and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I did a two-and-a-half-hour two debate. It's on YouTube. You can watch it. It's on this topic right here. <laughs> yeah. I would just, if anybody wants to get a thorough Bible study on that, that those six verses <laughs> that I just quoted, mm-hmm. I, spent a, uh, I, I, I debated the most anti-Catholic pastor in the world, very famous. Uh, he, has, he actually debated Carl Keating 20 years ago. I watched the debate. Carl Keating didn't do too well. Against him, he wasn't he wasn't ready for some of this guy's slippery arguments. So I studied the debate, and I prepared. And uh, <laughs> it's called Jesse Romero versus uh, versus Felix Manolo from Iglesia Ni Cristo. What's amazing? Uh, and you can and, and you'll see. And and what I did is I focused. I saw what Carl did. I said, okay, he's focusing on the rock, and they already have a way to try to. Uh, try to obfuscate that argument. And he was doing a pretty good job of obfuscating it. Uh, and so I said, okay, it's um, I'm going to have to focus on the keys. So I really did a deep dive on the keys. And you'll see he was not expecting that argument. I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. He was completely baffled because he was expecting, because he's debated a lot of Catholics around the world. And everybody always goes to the rock, the rock, the rock. And they already had their pre-planned arguments. So if you want to see how to respond on the keys, which is which is an irrefutable argument of the Catholic position, type in my uh, my debate Jesse Romero versus it's Jose Ventilacion. It's on YouTube. Uh, it's about a two and a half hour debate on this topic, Matthew sixteen eighteen. Terry, awesome, Jess. Hey, I want to bring the smartest guy into the room right now, Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. Full Sheen ahead, and as I mentioned, Pope Gregory. The 16th is with Bishop Sheen, and he has a message for all of us today. And here's a message from Pope Gregory the 16th. He says, beyond a doubt, they perish eternally who do not keep the Catholic faith entire and unchanged. These are words for me to listen. I, gotta, I can't change them. He says, the Pope says, let nothing of the truths that I have been defined be lessened, nothing altered, nothing added. But let them be preserved intact in word and in meaning. Now, Jesse, when I saw that quote, I said, I got to put him on Bishop Sheen's train, man. That says it all for our church today to stay focused to the deposit of faith and not come up with new ideas like the ones we're going to talk to about. And, you know, when we come back from the break about this European cardinal who's doing exactly the opposite of what the Pope just said. He's trying to change Catholic teachings. Those are the guys we pray for. We make reparation, restitution, because they need our prayers. Because for whatever reason, I can't, I don't know the reason, but they're not teaching the perennial teachings of the church. And that's what we need to be doing. Now, because now, they're infected with modernism. Yes, modernism is alive and well. Yeah. Th- that is the, the synthesis of all heresies. Yes, see, what does the Holy Father, Pope Pius, St. Pope Pius X, say? Or is it, he says that uh, it's the. That the modernism is the heresies. Thank you, Jess. Yeah. <laughs> yep. In, in other words, all the heresies that have happened in Christianity in 2000 years yeah. are all found or deposited yeah. or synthesized in modernism. Yeah. It takes all the heresies of 2000 years and it puts them into one uh, salad and it just tosses it around and it starts feeding it to the Catholic faithful. And Jesse, but, let me yeah. just jump in to say that we have that uh, modernism oath 
on our website that Pope St. Pope Pius X put together in 1907. And I'd like people to go to our website and read that because it's short, but it does, it's just really, you read that and you go, my gosh, it's alive and well. Go ahead, yeah. Jeff. There's also another good book that'll kind of clear a lot of these answers, uh, the confusion yeah. that we're in right now. Yeah. I just saw uh, Dr. Scott Hahn and Father Gerald Murray. Oh, they yeah. were they were on a show together. I saw that. Father Murray came out with a book. It's called Calming the Storm. He's a great man. Yeah, clear clear and honest answers to the confusion of the church. So Father Gerald Murray and Diane Montana from Lifeside News, they 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 put together a book helping Catholics understand and respond to the current confusion in the Catholic Church and trying to give people <coughs> reasons on how to calm the storm and nav- navigate through the crisis that we're facing right now in the Catholic Church and society. And so it's a book that tells Catholics how to respond to the confusion coming from church leadership in many places. It's uh, forwarded by Gerhard Cardinal Mueller, mm-hmm. the former prefect of the CDF. Father, Father uh, Cardinal Mueller says this about the book, quote, Father Gerald Murray, in a theologically profound and spiritually rich dialogue with Vatican journalist Diane Montana, speaks his mind freely on the crisis in the church and the world that shake the faith of many people. He points us back to the need for complete fidelity to the Lord Jesus Christ, who alone calms the storms. I want to remind you also that there's been 266 posts from Peter to Pope Francis, uh, and we've got to pray for all our posts because remember, the devil asked Jesus that he wants to go after the, the Peters. Uh, you know, uh, he says, Jesus tells Peter, Satan has asked to sift you, Peter, you singularly like wheat, not only him, all the other popes. And so uh, let's keep them in our prayers every day. And at the same time, gain a, gain a partially in, indulgence, partial indulgence every time you pray for the Pope. And, you know, that's Emmaus Books. That's who publishes that book for Father. Hey, Jesse, St. Peter Damien, uh, a thousand years ago, was fighting something very similar that we're fighting today. Sure was. He fought corruption, sexual immorality among the clergy a thousand years ago. Let's pray, dear St. Peter, pray for the church to be renewed in purity and chastity. St. Peter, pray for all the victims of abuse. May we repent and seek, I love what Bishop Strickland wrote, seek reparation, atonement, for all these sins. St. Peter Damien, pray for us. Absolutely. And Jesse, that leads us into our topic when we come back. This top European cardinal, he says the church is wrong on homosexuals being uh, okay in the sense of their activity. And he just blats it out like, like okay, we're going to figure this out because we know sociological and scientific foundations rather than scripture. What, who cares about scripture? That man needs our prayers, and that's what we do here at Virgin Most Power. We expose it, and we pray for the conversion of people who do not teach and govern the way they should as successors of the apostles. That's it. Simple. We'll be right back, folks. Stay with us. We're too blessed to be stressed. We're too anointed to be disappointed. And if hope was money, Jess Romero, Terry Barber, we'd be billionaires. We'll be right back, family. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. We are back. Uh, top European Cardinal. <laughs> Scandalous. Yes, it is. 
Uh, church teaching on gay people is no longer correct. <laughs> Uh, I know I have I know I have no authority over a cardinal. So no, we as, don't. As, yeah, as a Catholic, just so we parse this out and we know exactly the role of a lay Catholic, no Catholic can call somebody a formal heretic because that would require a canonical tribunal to make that declaration. Right. But a lay Catholic can say that somebody in the church, even above their rank is teaching material heresy, which be, which basically teaches, means teaching error after you've been baptized. Heresy means once you've been baptized, if you teach something that's against the perennial teachings of the church, like this cardinal, that would fall within what's called the camp of material heresy. Nobody other than the Pope or the College of Cardinals can make the declaration about formal heresy. Just want to put that out there. Very important to make those distinctions, Jesse. And again, what do we do that's a little different? If we want to pray for these leaders, these successors of the apostles, for their conversion, because when they say things that blatant, I, you know, you don't, a second grader would know. Anybody who has a basic catechism would know that this is wrong. And so not only wrong, but that my love for him is not, I, I, you know, anybody can say this guy's a nut, get rid of him. No, no, he's, he's wrong. And we need to pray for his conversion because think of, Jesse, the, the effects that he has on the church, and, and they're all negative. They're all leading people astray. And so when he has his exit interview, I wouldn't want to be in his shoes, Jess. That's all. I'm not going to judge the man because I don't know what's inside everything. But the bottom line is, objectively speaking, he's not holding the company policy of Jesus Christ, okay, when it comes no, to morality. And so we need to pray for his conversion. And Jesse... What, I, what, what it blows me away is these leaders in our church, think of like all of the error that is being put out right now and the negative effect that has on the hoi polloi, the, the people in the pew. It seems like that is such a burden on those people when they teach something that's false. I mean, what is the, we just had the book of James last week, Jesse, talk about teachers, right? And how we're supposed to be held to a higher degree, more responsibility. So I, I think that, you know, by we can, we can hide all this. No, we're not going to hide it. We're going to call them out to back to the bark, back to what Jesus Christ taught when it comes to morality. The Bible is very clear, and the catechism is very clear. This is um, objectively, morally uh, against our moral teachings of the church. It's mortal sin to commit, if you commit these sins of of uh, sexual immorality with full consent of the will, and you know that this is serious, then it doesn't look good for you. So that's why we bring this up, not to pick fun and poke fun at him, but to try and get him to change his view back to what Christ taught, not him, not what he thinks. Terry, you just mentioned a saint, Saint Peter Damien. He I was did. A, I got a quote right here, bro. He was a Benedictine, a cardinal, and he's also a doctor of the church. By that's the right. way, that's right. Okay. Good point, yeah. He's one of the thirty-seven doctors of the church. He died in ten seventy-two. Yep. Back in the back in, in the thousand century, years ago, yeah, he actually wrote a book called the Book of Gomorrah. It's a for, forbidden book on the list. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's called a, the Book of Gomorrah. Yeah, he has it's an, a report. It, 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 it's an extensive account of of the of of uh, Saint Peter Damien's battle against the terrible sexual corruption in the church. In homosexuality. Day. Let's just call it what it was. Yeah, homosexuality. St. Peter Damien, Terry, he also fearlessly rebuked popes and bishops in in his quest to restore sexual purity and integrity back into the Catholic priesthood. 
and the morals of the faithful. He also confronted the, the German emperor, Henry IV, to protect the sacrament of marriage and prevent him from receiving an easy annulment. This man, Terry, he passionately and eloquently denunciated the plague of homosexuality amongst the Catholic clergy in the 11th century. This, his book called The Book of Gomorrah was written almost a thousand years ago. And uh, he also talks about that uh, <laughs> St. Peter Damien, he, was war- he also warns Pope Leo IX that, quote, the cancer of sodomitic impurity is creeping through the clergy. And he also decries the sexual abuse of the spiritual sons by Catholic priests. Uh, and so, wh- once again, Terry, we also have another person in recent times that wrote a book about this goodbye, good man oh, back yeah. in 2002, too, Michael Rose. Oh, I, yeah. I, I haven't heard anything from him. Anything? No, he's kind of just disappeared. Yeah, kind of disappeared. He wrote that book. It was a bestseller, and we haven't yep. heard from him. Goodbye, good man, how liberals brought corruption into the Catholic Church. But he talked there about the sexual corruption. And there's another person, Terry, that also wrote a book kind of uh, uh, uncovering this was Monsignor George Kelly, The Battle for the American Church. 1979. Yeah, he also wrote a book uh, uncovering this horrendous issue in the church. And a friend that you knew, Father Enrique Herrera, he wrote a book back in 82, (laughs) The Homosexual Network, Private Lives and Public Policy. It was amazing. Uh, Yeah. Uh, there's another one, another one that I read years ago, Terry, back in 2006 by Randy Engel. I remember the, Randy. I know her well. Yeah, the right of sodomy, oh. uh, of sodomy, homosexuality, <laughs> and the Roman Catholic Church. And then in more recent times, a very well-formed Catholic priest from Poland, Father Darius Oko. He's a PhD in moral theology. He wrote a book. It's called uh, "The Pope Against the Homo Heresy" with the Pope Against the Homo Heresy. And right now, Terry. He's standing trial. I think. In, I think in uh, he is. G- Germany. They're, they're yeah. bringing. They're bringing up criminal charges That's against right. him because of what he persists for, for writing these books <laughs> against. They're, they're saying that he, but he wrote was essentially a hate crime. Yeah, exactly. And Jesse, we're not far from that here in Canada <laughs> or America. That by saying that, remember, Bishop Strickland talked about the sixth commandment and was taken off YouTube because it didn't. Uh, it offended the listenership of YouTube from what YouTube said. This is the this mindset we're in, but I want to just bring this up. Well, you mentioned about uh, St. Peter Damien a thousand years ago and Pope Leo IX, and that was at the time when we had some doozy popes. I'll just say doozy. They were very weak. They were, they were more interested in carnal things than the, the eternal teachings of the church, and we survived all that, okay, and they, and they got reforms from all that in the uh, thousand years ago, and so we... Uh, have been here before, so don't think, oh, this is horrible. How could this happen? It's ha- it's probably going to happen another thousand years because you know what, Jess? Human nature. We have a fall in our human nature, concupiscence. Yeah, and 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 obviously, Terry, there's a lot of people, even even prelates, that don't form their their moral conscience exactly. by the they, by the word of God. No. They just they just don't. Whatever so, feels good. Yeah, they go they go by their emotions. Absolutely. So this cardinal Jean Claude Hollerich of Luxembourg, pray for him. Yeah, uh, it, it's again he's it, what he's promoting is the fact that he's he's saying that the teaching on gay people is no longer correct. He's a top European cardinal, so he's going to be voting for the next pope, Terry. But Jesse, not only that, Pope Francis put him in charge of the twenty-three synod. Okay, he's the head guy in that, and. 
That's what concerns me, again, that this guy who doesn't believe in the perennial teachings of the church, it's obvious by his statements, and that's why we need to be praying more for these leaders because, yes, these guys are like poison, and it's almost like the church is self-destructing from within. That's what Pope Paul VI said, that we've entered into a time into auto-demolition of the church. Yeah. Let's pray, Hail Mary, for this Cardinal Hollerich in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We pray for his complete conversion mm. to orthodoxy. Yes. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for Cardinal Hollerich, your son, now and at the hour of his death. Amen. Name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And, and just just a quick note: the German Church right now that he's involved with there in, in Berlin uh, has been way off center of the Catholic faith for years. As a matter of fact, I have a I have a German priest staying with me right now, and he made a comment to me about uh, that he was visiting, and uh, he was there uh, to you know for a mass on a feast of the um, January sixth. Feast day of Epiphany. And so there was only like 10 people in the church. And the pastor, he says to the pastor, where is everybody? Um, well, what about the 64 people that are on your payroll, you know, in the bulletin? Where are those people? Oh, they don't go to church. You see, what churches become in Germany, and that error is being spread throughout the world, is it's a job. <clears throat> we don't believe in any of this stuff. <clears throat> what can we do to bring people in? What can we continue to get the revenue in? from the taxes in Germany, uh, to keep people say that they're Catholics so we can still get our money to do the things we need to do. And it has nothing to do with the salvation of souls because I want to be honest with you, Jess, I really question if they really believe in the Catholic supernatural teachings of the church or do they just feel like, hey, this is the optimist club and, you know, let's just make people feel comfortable. That's my it's question. The, it's the latter. It's the latter. I think so, Jess. Yeah. Well, Cardinal Hollerich, Terry, he, the Hollerich, uh, he spoke to the uh, the German Catholic News Agency about the public campaign by more than 100 Catholic Church employees who recently outed themselves as queer in Germany. <laughs> queer is a collective term for people who are not heterosexual, but whose sense of personal identity and gender does not correspond with their birth sex. The president, he's the president of the Commission of the Bishops' Conferences of the European Unbelievable. Union. Unbelievable. And he believes the current church teaching on homosexuality is wrong. Not based on science. Here's what he said, Cardinal Hollerich. Yeah. He said this. I believe that the sociological scientific foundation of this teaching is no longer correct. Are you kidding me? He said it's time for a fundamental revision. And the way Pope Francis had spoken about homosexuality in the past could lead to a change in doctrine. He says what was condemned in the past was sodomy. At that time, it was thought that the ch that the whole child was contained in the sperm of the man. That's a lie. This guy, I don't know where this guy's. I know he's coming up with this. Yeah, la la and, land. And that was simply transferred by homosexual to homosexual men. But there's look at look at this complete. This is a complete illogical. Well, Terry, this is a complete violation of the eighth commandment. Thou shalt not lie. Here he yeah. says this. But there is no homosexuality in the New Testament. Wrong. Terry, all I can say is eighth commandment says, Re "Thou shalt not lie." Okay, he says there's only the mention of homosexual acts, which were partly pagan rituals. That was, of course, forbidden. I think it is a time for a fund. Now he says, okay, so he admits it was forbidden in the New Testament. He admits it. But then he says, I think it's time for a fundamental revision of the doctrine. The I think it's time for him to be converted. Go ahead. 
It's, yeah, maybe it's time for him to just walk away from the church, Terry, and, and, and really say, I, I can't be a successor of the apostle. Exactly. Uh, the, the cardinal said it was important for the church to remain human. He added that he knew of homosexual priests and lay people in the Archdiocese of Luxembourg, and they know that they have a home in the church with us. No one is dismissed because they're homosexual. With us, no one has ever been dismissed because of that. Yeah, you may not be dismissed from the actual parish, but you're dismissing yourself from the life of God. That's called sanctifying exactly. grace. That's more important. Yeah, you could, you, could, you could have no life of God in your soul by living in unrepentant, unconfessed mortal sin, though your name could be on the parish roster and you could be attending Mass at St. Miscellaneous, you, but you're not within, the, uh, within the, 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 the Lamb's Book of Life if you're in mortal sin. You just loved him in a very powerful way, Jesse. Let's call him back to the teachings of the church. Hey, folks, when we come back, CDC admits hiding data. What? Yes. What data are they hiding? When we come back, we'll tell you. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse Show. Stay with us, family. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. We're back to Terry and Jesse Show. Terry, uh, you, you're just turning me on to these articles. Go I ahead. Did. I did. Yeah. You know what, Jesse? The reason I'm fired up about, the, you know, the Canadians are, we have a lot of Canadian listeners here at Virgin Most Powerful. I get so many texts and emails from those folks, and they've inspired me, Jess. They've inspired uh, the truckers, what they did in Canada to, to make the point that, hey, don't force us to get the jab. We want freedom here. Well, the U.S. truckers convoy announces a journey from California to D.C., demands an end to the COVID mandates. Now, Jess, February 23rd is off. It's a couple of weeks from now. I'm hoping to be representing the Catholic portion of this. They got a lot of Protestant ministers speaking there. I want to convey to them our support of their, their, their mission on driving across the country to make a statement Amen. Uh, for the truckers and for everybody not to have um, the mandate of saying we have to have you vaccinated and i really appreciate it jesse you know what amazes me there's christians there's muslims there's sikhs there's mormons there's agnostics there's blacks there's hispanics asians native americans republican democrat all these people are going to be attending at this event at 10 a.m wednesday february 23rd now jess i'm going to be calling in on the show if i'm there at 10 when it comes to 11 o'clock i'm going to report as an eyewitness, all these truckers who are taking off from Atlanta Stadium, which I've watched baseball games there. I know exactly. Where's that? Where's that? Where's right Atlanta? off the uh, 395 high, Highway, 395. And what's in, in the U.S. or Canada? And, and, and no, in the U.S. Uh, uh, it's in Southern California. It's oh, okay. Atlanta. It's a little Adelanto. city out in the high desert near, um, oh, I don't know. It's out by on the 395, but it's a bit of a drive for us. But I want to be there to support those truckers, to give them. Uh, our support. There's going to be pastors from around the Southern California, but they have the whole thing. It's an article. It's on our web, on our our page, our show page. And Jesse, here's my it, big it's, point. It's called the, the article's called U.S. US Trucking Trucker Convoy yeah. announces, announces Journey from California to D.C. Demands End to COVID Mandates. That's what the yeah, article, and, it's put out by LifeSite. And Jesse, you know what I've noticed? Can you think about this? You know, uh, you remember the shepherds are the ones who recognized Christ when he was a little baby. Right. It's the truck drivers that are going to be saving America in the sense of pointing out what's obvious. I mean, 
these guys are tough guys. I have a friend of mine who was at yeah. the gym. And he's about, they're, they're about the most blue-collar rank-and-file exactly. Americans you ever want to meet. And he's at the gym, and he's talking. He's hearing a guy from a truck driver saying, yeah, we're going to be part of a journey across the country to do this. And he goes, I just want to shake your hand and say thank you for what you guys are doing and standing up to t- tyranny here in America. And they said they were inspired by the Canadian truck drivers. And I think, Jesse, uh, America will get the message with these truck drivers. Because think about it, Jesse. We can't get our food. Without truck drivers, everything stops. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, I just yeah. want to commend them. I see on the cover where it says, we're driving for all Canadians. Let's get back into the Bible. These are signs on their trucks. You can tell that these guys are like, many of them are spiritual, you know, Christian or Catholic, who just want to stand up and say, you know what? We're not going to stand for this. We're going to do something. And what they're doing is there's going to be thousands of trucks going across the United States in protest for the mandates for the vaccine. I, I just want to commend them. And Jesse, one more quick note. One of our daily risk lists, our daily, uh, excuse me, weekly, monthly donors called me and said, Terry, thank you very much. You signed my uh, paper to try and get me an exemption for my uh, COVID. I work for the city of Los Angeles. They just accepted it. I'd like to make wow. a donation to Virgin Most Powerful for helping me accomplish and keep my job. So, you see, Jesse, good people need to stand up and work together. That's what these truckers are doing. And that's what Terry, all this tyranny is bringing good, good people together. Oh, yeah. Pe- people of goodwill, people of faith. Yep. By the way, on this article, if you want to see the route, it tells you the route from <laughs> day does. one, day two, day yep. three, day four, uh, day five. It goes all the way to day 11. They're going to arrive in D.C., the Beltway area. But they're starting in California, right where Terry said, yep, uh, Adelanto Stadium, California. That's right. They're going to come through Arizona. I know. Uh, yeah, Texas. <laughs> and again, Terry, these guys are about this. These guys are the backbone of America. These guys are about as blue collar as they get. Uh, they're, they're patriots or conservatives or people of faith. Generally speaking, they spend long hours on the road, Terry, taking all the product that we that we purchase, that we eat, all the pro- everything yeah. that we need, gasoline. It's possible because of these men, and it's not an easy job. I've had truck drivers in my family, uncles. Uh, it, it's it's a uh, it's it's not an easy job. A lot of lonely nights. You spent you know you sleep in your truck you know for days at a time, but uh, they know that the right thing for them to do is to is to put they're actually putting their jobs on the line by opposing these tyrannical mandates by Trudeau. Terry Trudeau. Oh yeah, talk about he, him. He, yeah, Terry, this man. Yeah. He governs like a dictator. Well, you know what, Jesse? I'm going to be so honest with you. Yeah. He may, I got a clip, and I won't play it, but I heard it from Trudeau about Fidel Castro. Okay? And there's question of whether he's related to Fidel Castro. You know, there's a question yeah, there. But yeah, he, there's, but at there's least, some pretty good articles that yeah. are making some connections. Oh, yeah. But the bottom line is, this man, and, and to think about this, Jesse, do you realize that in Cuba, back in the 59, when Fidel Castro took over Cuba, he didn't say that he was a communist at front at first. No. You know what he did? Exactly what the Canadians did, freezing people's assets that didn't go along with him. Isn't that interesting? And that's how he took over the country. So this is why we have to stand up. Just, I'm not going to be surprised if in America, anybody who participates in this U.S. trucker convoy, whether it's the ministers or people you know, supporting by financially supporting these guys, we could also have our 
assets frozen by a government under the Joe Biden government. That, and that, maybe I'm exaggerating, but I don't no, put that by him, Jess. No, no, you're not, because uh, Terry, he's, so. a, he's, a, he's already, uh, I just, I'm reading here from another LifeSite article. It says, yeah. Biden extends two-year COVID national emergency yep. beyond March. I know it. Okay, so so if you think he's not tracking in the direction of Trudeau, we're fooling ourselves. Oh, yeah. Okay, B- B- Biden is still playing this big globalist game with us, and uh, and he's still you know once again he wants to keep pushing this mass hysteria, this COVID nineteen pandemic, which again most of us know it's not it's it's nothing more than a flu, uh, and most people recover from this. I did unless unless you got comor- comorbidities, yep. but. Uh, yeah, I think Trudeau is a younger version of Joe Biden, yep. and Joe Biden is an is a grandpa oh, version of, of Trudeau. Jesse, you don't think those guys are talking together? I believe that the U.S. put pressure on Canada to get these Canadian truck drivers stopped in their tracks and pulled away because he didn't want this to happen in America. That's my take on Biden. And you know what, Mr. Biden? It didn't work because we're Americans. We, we see good example— and then we follow it. And what they did, what they did in Canada, made sense to me. But think about this, Jesse. All eight thousand five hundred donors that sent money to the truckers in Canada, all of them got exposed by nefarious ways. But bottom line is, the government stopped their funding and closed their bank accounts. And people who worked for the government of Canada, if they supported this, they were fired. See, you don't think that can happen? I think it's going to happen in America because we're going to do the exact same thing. People are going to support them, and they'll be tracking. And then, you know what, with the technology, here's the point. Don't be paranoid, Jess. Don't be paranoid, people. Just know that if you do the right thing, and that's all that counts. Don't worry about the consequences. I think we have to yeah, keep— Don't worry about the results. No! Thing. Yeah. We're going to do it because it's the right thing to do, and God will honor that. When you do the right thing, think about what happened in Nazi Germany— when everybody said, well, they're going after the Jews. Oh, they're going after you. Who cares? Until they start coming after you. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. Terry, you got another article here. It, just, it says the Center for Disease Control oh, admits, to, admits to hiding data on the risk efficacy of COVID jabs because it could be misinterpreted. The U.S. agency has committed scientific fraud Dr. Robert Malone, yeah, good what, a, what a champion for, 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 for just the common Joe. Yep. He said in a response to the New York Times <laughs> report I love this. that only a tiny fraction of the vaccine data has been released. And why is that, Jesse? Terry, because they're, all, they're part of the CDC's part of the, exactly. split, the big narrative, the great, the great reset, the globalist and the great reset as Archbishop Vigano and others have defined it in one simple word. It's the infiltration of communism into the West. That's what the great we said in in one sentence. It's communism into the West. It's it's the consequences of not heeding the Fatima messages. We are living them right now. And uh, we have a lot of people that are seeing the 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 effects. And and unfortunately, Terry, you have the CDC, the NIH, the uh, FDA, big, big tech, big pharma. You have, uh, you know, the Democrat Party, the the Chinese Communist Party. There's a lot of players, Terry, that are are stand stand to make billions of dollars to continue these lockdowns, to depopulate people on planet Earth, to cause, uh, you know, anarchy, to break economies, break small businesses. Uh, 
there's a lot of billionaires here that stand to make a lot of money out of cont- perpetuating this chaos. Yeah, well said. And when we come back, we'll talk about what the CDC actually left out on data, the huge amount of data on the population of age 18 to 49. And I just want to remind everybody, I've getting people calling about the marriage, just a plug, for May 7th, we have a marriage conference coming up here at the historic Sacred Heart Chapel in Covina. If you'd like to come to it, it will be with Dr. Sandoval, uh, my wife and myself. We're going to be using a lot of good material from the Bible, the Catechism, Fulton J. Sheen, and Cardinal Seurat's book on marriage. So it should really uplift your marriage. And I get it. say the way the family goes is the way the culture goes, and we know that, and that's why strong marriages are essential. As a matter of fact, Jesse, I don't know if you saw the uh, LifeSite News took an article from our own very Bishop Strickland show as saying that Strickland made the point about without strong marriages, we have nothing. See, the way the family goes is the way the culture goes. So I want to encourage people to go to vmpr.org to sign up for the Marriage and Family Conference. It'll be all day. Not only do you get some good talks, but you're going to be able to go pray before the Blessed Sacrament. We have confession before Mass at 5 o'clock. It doesn't get any better than this. It's going to be a wonderful day on the 7th of May. Go to vmpr.org or call us at 877-526-2151. We come back, we're going to talk more about the CDC and what data they left out. And why are they doing this? Jesse just nailed it. It's it's deception. We need the truth because that's what sets us free. And that's what we're going to talk about. Stay with us, family, on the Terry and Jesse Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Before we continue on the article, CDC admits to hiding data and the risk, efficacy of COVID jabs because it could be misinterpreted. Right. There's two things I want to say. Sure. We get a lot of questions, Terry. We do. My, my granddaughter, my yep. son is yep. a homosexual, a lesbian. They're going to get an... Go get, get in a so-called lesbian marriage. You're going to go to a minister. They're going to have a celebration. Yeah. My son or my daughter is going to get married in, in, in a mosque or in a, a Sikh or a Mormon. What would you do? Okay. Now, here's my position. Sure. I kind of take a hard line, Terry. I do, too. Because I know, I know that Jesus Christ started the Catholic Church. It's the fullness of truth. It's the fullness of salvation. It's the fullness of faith. So... I could not witness one of my family members that's a baptized Catholic uh, participating in a religious rite in marriage or otherwise in another false religion or in an incomplete religion or a, or a religion that has only a partial truth. I could not sit there and watch them and, and enter into mortal sin right? by, by it's a, but by publicly repudiating the Catholic faith by getting into some some type of a homosexual lesbian uh, so-called marriage. Secondly, tell me, some people say, okay, so you won't go to the the service, but maybe you would go after just for the purposes of evangelization to go to the party after to the to right. the to the celebration after. No, I wouldn't, right? Because I'll tell you why. It has nothing to do with evangelization at this point. It has a matter to do is my presence there tells them I'm okay with what they just did. They got involved in a homosexual marriage or lesbian marriage. I'm okay with it. I'm going to go party and have some champagne and, and, and break bread with you and, and have some cake. No, 
I'm not going to celebrate mortal sin even after the ceremony. I know some people agree with me. Some people would say, you know what? I just wouldn't go to the reception, uh, to the to the wedding, right. the sinful wedding. But I'd go to the reception after for purpose of evangelization and to keep my relationship. Hey, I respect where you're coming from. That's my position personally. Terry, what I agree you- 110% on that. And I get the same question all the time. The reason we're bringing this up is because there are lots of people who have different positions. I just don't think this is the time to uh, really cave in on anything because right now the reason we're in our in our problem in the church right now is because we made all kinds of exceptions to rule. That's all. That's right. Terry, another bit of good news before we go back to the sure, article. Sure. Father Perone. Oh, yeah. Who was— uh, Oh, we got to talk about it. He's a good friend of mine. Yeah, Father Edward— Father Edward Perone yeah. is now resuming active ministry as a Catholic priest. It's almost been three years. Exactly. He was falsely accused. He's False. a Michigan priest, holy man, falsely ac- accused of of of, of, uh, of of things that he didn't do. Right. And he's been reinstated to active ministry. The Archdiocese of Detroit is restoring his faculties. His name's Father Edward Perone. He was wrongly accused of sexual uh, sexually assaulting a male teen 40 years ago. Right. It was all bull Twinkies, as they say. And so the archdiocese uh, has, uh, this, has has put him by, back back in, in into full time ministry. Uh, I'll tell you, Terry, there was a cop that was involved in this. She should be fired. I don't know what uh, Sergeant Nancy LePay. She was a detective, right? She's the one that uh, she 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 actually was complicit in a false. She committed uh, exactly. Yeah. I was going to say that she should be fired. I, I don't agree. know. I don't know. The article doesn't say what's happening with her right now. He did sue her. And thanks be to God that Father Perone, uh, he sued her in civil court, and yeah. and uh, and she paid him. She agreed to pay him one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars, obviously because she lied about him. So she wanted to pay off instead of anything else. Yeah. But uh, the good news is again that he's back. He's back in the church. Well, well uh, one thing though, Jesse, that bothers me about the Diocese of Detroit, they won't let him go back to the parish, which was the most Orthodox parish in Detroit. Now this is the same priest who I worked with back in the early 90s with Father John Harden, the Call to Holiness Conferences. Jesse, this is the priest who, who ran the Call to Holiness Conferences in Detroit all those years. Mm. So I, I get there were people out to get him. He made a lot of enemies. He made a lot, especially in the Chancery Office. And, and, and I'm just going to say, Michael Vorsch stood up for him yes, in did. a big way. And I just want to commend Michael for doing that because it was the right thing to do. And I, I had dinner with Father Perone about two years ago. And I'm telling you, Jesse, for a guy that was being accused of all this, he, he's just like, I, well, they told me I can't dress as a priest. They, they put so There's never been a saint that hasn't been persecuted by the church. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not any different. So there you have it. I just think that article is important because it shows that, yes, even, I mean, this is an injustice for him. He should have complete freedom to go back to the parish where he was feeding the people because he did absolutely nothing wrong. But again, Jesse, he's a traditional Catholic parish church. You know, he's he's old school. That's his that's his crime, Jess. Yeah, Terry. Um, and, and again, he's still uh, he although he's been reinstated. Yeah, but, they're, but with, they're, with, they're, with limitations. Yes, exactly. He can't just say mass anywhere. You have to ask permission. What, what did he do wrong? Nothing. No, they made up charges. The charges were false. The detective that made up these charges has paid them $125,000 in a civil court. Uh, I mean, that's uh, if that doesn't tell you everything you need to know, then I don't know what... I don't and, know, uh, and, and you know what, Jesse? The diocese never apologized to Father 
Not once. On the contrary, they want him to apologize. Exactly. To the yeah. You, you got to apologize <laughs> because you did. You you beat us uh, in canonical court. Yep. Uh, you beat the detective in a That's civil right. court. That's right. And I guess you embarrassed us, so you got to apologize to us. It doesn't but, make any sense. No, this is a God good story. Us. Finally, one of our good guys wins it out. Hey, Jess, getting back to the CDC yeah. uh, baloney. Christine, okay, here it is. The CDC left out data on a huge amount of, po- of, of the population, those aged 18 to 49. When it was published, the first significant data on the effectiveness of bo- boosters in adults younger than 65 Two weeks ago, people in this age group would be those least likely to benefit from the booster shot. And it's dramatically screwed the impression of the data. So Christine Norlick, a spokeswoman for the CDC, are you ready for this? Told the New York Times that the agency has withheld the streams of data because basically, at the end of the day, it's not ready for prime time. Who the heck is that? I mean, give me a break, Jess. Terry, they're admitting that they they Withheld, lied to us. Yes, they did lie. Right, withholding information is yeah, lying. It's that's right. I agree. Vi- yeah. Violation of the eighth commandment. Yep. Uh, it's just the world that we're living in. I just I just can't believe that we have people in positions of power, Terry, that will look you in the face and they will absolutely lie. Just like we saw with the 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 uh, Father Edward Perone case over here. Uh, they're making the victim apologize. You know, go on an apology tour. When he did nothing, his name was smeared through the mud for three years. Same here with the CDC, Terry. They're part of this whole depopulation. That's uh, right. You know, the, the depopulate the planet through vaccinations. You know, beholden to Bill Gates and his all his billions of dollars. And here they are, specifically skewing data, holding back information from us. So Kristen Nordland, yes. she's a spokeswoman for the CDC. Right. She said that the agency's priority when gathering any data <laughs> is to ensure that it's accurate, really? Really? Give me and actionable and that the agency feared that the information might be misinterpreted. Outraged scientists said that they had not even known that the data existed and that the CDC had thwarted their efforts to track the disease. See, that that's just right up front wrong. We, yes. We have been uh, begging the doctors say that the scientists for for all this data for 2 years, Jesse Jessica yeah. Rivera, an, an epidemiologist. E- e- epidemiologist. Epidemiologist. Ep- that's a hard word. Epidemiologist. epidemiologist. Yeah, part of the team word. that ran the COVID tracking project will run until March 2021, told the Times. Now, Rivera said that there's no risk of data being misinterpreted and added that it builds public trust and it paints a much clearer picture of what's actually going on. Now, this goes on, but Jesse, just because we have a few minutes, I want to repeat what the doctor said and then quote Ryan Cole also at the end where it's a scientific fraud. That's important to repeat. Yeah. The meaning uh, of the criteria, the scientific fraud. Yeah. Robert Malone, right? Do- do- Dr. Robert Malone. Yeah. Yes. The, the key inventor of the mRNA yeah, technology. Yeah, kind of an important guy. Yeah. Used in the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines told World Net Daily, withholding data is scientific fraud. That says, uh, that that's says the, it all. That's the meat of the article. Yeah. With the CDC withholding data from us, from the from the people yeah. that it's supposed to serve, is scientific fraud. Ryan Cole, this is a Mayo, a Mayo Clinic trained pathologist who runs a major diagnostic lab in Idaho, yeah. told World Net, World, World Net Daily that as an ethical physician who took oaths to the human race, this is incredibly disturbing. Well said. Uh, he, and this is also what he said about the CDC officials. This is important. 
Ryan Cole said, these are the people that are, that are entrusted to tell us the truth, close quote. Michael Waller, senior analyst for Strategy Center for Security Policy and founding editorial member of the NATO Defense Strategic Communications Journal, tweeted, quote, it's political manipulation of scientific data like this that makes people not trust the science. I'm one of quote. them. I'm one of them. It's unscientific to withhold data because people might disagree with your policy. And that's exactly what's going on. Come on, we're supposed to follow the science, but it's kind of hard to do so when they keep hiding it from us. Well said. Well said. And the, yeah, the, the, the CDC, Terry, they've also been criticized for publishing data on cases without distinguishing false positives and asymptomatic cases from those seriously ill to hiding data and breakthrough cases of SARS-CoV-2 infection after vaccination. Terry, the medical industry has been hijacked by the left. Exactly. And that's what we wanted to communicate because it's the truth that sets us free. And what's going on is the narrative that we've been hearing for two years now, Jesse. I don't know if you remember, Jesse, but two years ago, do you remember what we were saying this two years ago that this is not... No, no, I smell something and we smelled it and we were absolutely correct because what we have had is this is a a narrative to undermine freedom in our world and also the population, uh, depopulating of the America of the uh, world. This has all been a big sham. And I know we can't say that on YouTube. You know why? Because we can't be on YouTube anymore because they wouldn't let us say that because they won't allow the truth about this virus, where it came from. Jesse, all of the information is being withheld. But you know what? Now it's all coming out. And you know what used to be called conspiracy theories that, you know, the vaccine didn't work? Oh, no, that's conspiracy theory. Really? Now it's not. What's changed? All the conspiracy theories... Within two, one or two years, yep. they're all facts. Well said. Jesse. Historical facts. And remember, people, keep your eyes on the cross. Keep your eyes on Jesus Christ, because all of this will be over soon. What do I yep. mean by that? Hey, Jess, life's short. Eternity is forever. What's our main focus? No, not the CDC. What is it, Jess? Our main focus is to keep our eyes on Jesus Christ, the author and finisher hey, of our yeah, faith. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Uh, our our goal is to get to heaven. We were made for heaven. Yep. Planet Earth will one day. I'm a, I'm going to shock you. It's going to be burned up into a crispy critter. Won't be a CDC. None, none of this will exist no more. <laughs> I know. That's a promise from the Holy Bible. Keep your eyes on Jesus and make sure that you don't end up being a crispy critter in hell. <laughs> and what state should we be living in? State, state of grace. grace. Don't yep. live in a state of mortal. Pray your rosary every day, or. Or, uh, You're off the yeah. team, man, if you don't uh, do that. Yeah, just tell them. Just Simple. off the team. Yep, yep, and live that Fatima message with the world situation for world peace. Remember, Our Lady said, sin, war is a punishment for sin. God love you.